Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, September 13th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Maya Sargent. And I'm Isabel Danzes. Here's What's What in New York. New York's Attorney General could be in hot water. Former Governor Andrew Cuomo filed a complaint against Letitia James for allegedly mishandling the investigation into allegations of his sexual harassment. If you remember last year, Cuomo resigned after reports claimed that he made unwanted advances towards 11 women. Cuomo has been working this year to restore his reputation, and this complaint is a part of that effort. He is alleging that James purposely mishandled the investigation for political purposes because she ran for his seat. Cuomo is claiming James excluded information from the case that favored him. City agencies are going to have a lot less to work with. Mayor Adams is requiring New York City departments to cut their spending by 8%, and they have until 2026 to do it. Reasons for these tax cuts include rising gas and electricity prices, a struggling Wall Street, and tax income. But the good news is the cuts won't involve layoffs or reduce services. State Comptroller Tom DiNapoli says that without the cuts, the city faces a $10 billion shortfall. Agencies have a month to file their new budget proposals. The fashion industry is not all glitz and glamour. That's why one advocacy group is fighting against corruption within the fashion industry. The Model Alliance is pushing the Fashion Workers Act. It's to counteract management companies that exploit models, makeup artists, hairstylists, and others who work behind the scenes. Sarah Ziff is the founder of the Model Alliance. She says it's necessary to stop these companies from taking advantage of artists by withholding pay, refusing to book them, and having them work in unsafe environments. The act will force management companies to be accountable and transparent about their contracts. Many people in our industry are young women and girls, mostly immigrants, who are often actually working in debt to their management agencies. Ziff says that she hopes that the bill will pass in the next legislative session. It was a big night for Hollywood last night with the 74th Annual Emmy Awards. Big series and television won awards for their performances, including Secession, which walked away as Outstanding Drama, and White Lotus that snagged Best Limited Series. History was made by Zendaya, who is now the first black woman to win lead in a drama series twice and the youngest ever two-time winner whilst Lee Jung-jae was the first Asian actor to win lead in a drama series for Squid Game. Lizzo's reality series, called Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls, beat out RuPaul's Drag Race to win the Emmy for Outstanding Competition Series, whilst Ted Lasso took away the award for Outstanding Comedy Series for the second year running. The show received a total of four wins this Emmy season. A member of the legendary rap group Run DMC is pushing music education in one Manhattan school. Daryl McDaniels is visiting students at the Equity Project Charter School in Washington Heights. He's discussing the role that music has played in his life. Student performances have been scheduled, and the school will be gifted a Gibson guitar to go towards their music program. McDaniels will also attend the school with the founder of Music Will, a non-profit music education program. In other Run DMC news, the band's Rev Run will narrate a new take on the Christmas classic The Nutcracker. This version will be set in New York and feature a hip-hop soundtrack. Cameos will be made by Manhattan's own rapper Curtis Blow and others. It will air on Disney Plus during the holidays. Famous jazz pianist Ramsey Lewis has died in his Chicago home at age 87.
1965, he rose to fame with his top 10 recording of the song you just heard, The In Crowd. Ramsey Lewis enjoyed a music career for over half a century. New York City is home to many great food markets. From Smorgasburg to Chelsea Market to the Union Square Green Market, New Yorkers are no strangers to good food. I had the opportunity to visit the Queen's Night Market to see what it has to offer for just $6. On Saturdays from 5 p.m. to midnight, smells of many different types of cuisines walked out of Flushing Meadows Corona Park. That park is home to the Queen's Night Market. The Night Market hosts food vendors selling food from all around the world, artists selling artwork like paintings and jewelry, and a performer to entertain people as they shop around. Since we launched in 2015, uh, we've represented something like 95 countries through our vendors and their food so far. So that's you know, the affordability and the diversity are sort of two key features and priorities uh, in running this thing. That was John Wang, the founder of the market. Wang was inspired to create the night market after spending time in Taiwan during his summers as a kid and attending food markets there. When I travel, I prefer to go to the local markets as much as possible. And one thing that occurs to me often when sort of traveling is that these things for tourists and for American tourists, they're super, super affordable and you can sort of buy anything you wanted for, you know, virtually nothing in terms of U.S. dollars. Um, and so that was always a, a, a benefit of being a tourist in sort of other countries. So I thought uh, it would be great if New York City had a night market, but one that also sort of replicated the, as far as, insofar as possible, the affordability that I sort of grew to love in local markets. The Queen's Night Market has a price cap on its food, making it affordable for many people. Vendors at the night market cannot sell their food for more than 5 or $6. And according to Robert Lee, the owner of Tada Noodles, a restaurant present at the night market, for many people, that price cap allows them to try lots of different cuisines. The Queen's Night Market also has a very deliberate sense of like having a, a different uh, diverse group of food you know, uh, types. Uh, so it really gives you the, you know, the chance to have like, you know, Brazilian you know, meatballs to you know, Tata noodles, you know, all yeah. across the world, different cuisines. So it's a really fun environment. Tata noodles sells the traditional Korean dish, jajameyeon, which is a sweet and savory black bean sauce made with onions served over noodles. According to Lee, not many people outside of the Korean community know about it. So Tata noodles is actually a play on words or a literal kind of ex uh, translation from the Korean jajangmyeon. And in Korean, jajan is tada. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to basically have a uh, you know, delightful moment of you know, presenting jajangmyeon to kind of you know, just Western Queens in general mm -hmm. uh, and really to the world. Besides just food, there are also stands of artists selling their work. Queens Night Market is a beautiful place where people come and they, you know, they have fun. They, they, it's a very tasty food there. Angelica Maria Ramirez sells her jewelry at her stand in store called Hoyeria Angelica Maria. Maria Ramirez started coming to the night market because of her sister, and it eventually led to her having her own store. And this is how I started. Yeah, I was not even, I had no plan to do it, but yeah, with my market, it, it was for me like the big opportunity for me to, you know, now to open my new store. I have a store now, um, yeah, with jewelry, handmade jewelry. For many, the night market provides an opportunity for people to come together and bond over food. You know, my favorite stories from vendors are ones where they're not in it to make money at all. They're in it to spend time with their families. And if you go to the night market, you'll see these tents where, 
you know, entire extended family is under this 10 by 10 tent and they're enjoying it. And they're sort of enjoying the process of cooking together and selling together and sort of treating it as real quality family time. The Queen's Night Market stands out against other outdoor markets because of its commitment to diversity in cuisine and affordability. The Night Market is returning to Flushing Meadow Corona Park after its temporary pause for the U.S. Open Tennis Championship. I'm Isabel Danzis, WFUV News. That was my Cityscape co-host, Isabel Danzis, talking about the Queen's Night Market, which returns on September 17th. Every month, WFUV brings you Cityscape. Cityscape aims to show off the people, places, and vibes of New York City. And that's our show for today. I'm Isabel Danzis. And I'm Maya Sargent. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sport. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.